Is it recording? Okay. Okay, all right. Welcome back, Double Team Fam. How are we doing today? Oh, we're jumping right in. We really are. Nothing wrong with that? Okay. Oh, hold on. I think there's something in my eye. Uh, for anyone on YouTube, normally... We're a lot more put together. Yeah. Um, normally, Kimi and I put in the effort to, you know, put on a cute top, at least. You can't really see the bottom half. And do our makeup and hair. Shower. In reality... You don't, to, I don't, you don't have to tell him we haven't showered or, you know, about to shower. I know. But in reality, we just finished Pilates. I threw on some makeup. I'm still in a sports bra. So is Cami. And um, maybe this is your vibe. I just didn't feel like getting all dressed up. And I did comb my hair, but I will shower after. Just really wasn't feeling... I don't know. Anyways. As an update, you heard us talking about it on our last episode. We did also post it on Instagram, but I know not all of you are on Instagram. So I had mentioned how my dog um, was going into surgery. Um, unfortunately... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Surgery actually went fine. He So he had a liver lobotomy. He had tumors on his liver and uh, they went in and removed them. He did great apparently during surgery. Um, they kept him for three days there at the animal hospital. We went to visit him one day and he's 12 years old. He was looking, you know, a little low. Um, Sleepy. Yeah, tired. But they said, you know, that everything was looking good. So they sent us home with him. And Saturday he was okay. And no, then, we picked him up Saturday. Yeah. And we he visited was, him Friday and then we picked him up Saturday. Yeah. And Saturday he was okay. Yeah. I spent the day with him. I was cleaning around the house while he laid down in the living room. And I cuddled with him throughout and whatnot. And, um, and then the next day... He kind of took a turn and by Monday morning, we took him to the animal hospital. This was Labor Day, so um, only one animal hospital was open. It was busy as could be and it, it just seemed like his body was just shutting down, failing. They don't really know what happened. There's a possibility of a stroke, possibility that he had something called DIC. I don't remember exactly what it was. The vet explained it to me. It just wasn't looking good. So it was either like another surgery to like go in and fix everything and go full force or put him to sleep. And at this point, I had called my ex-husband. He came. Kami was there. The three of us were there. And we all made a decision to put him down. And so it was so cute. I remember when they wheeled him into the room and there he was on that little table. And... um. I felt really bad because he was kind of, he was really out of it and he was, I guess he had gone blind. I didn't know that. And I'm pretty sure he had a stroke. Yeah. Sometime between Saturday night and Sunday. And, and Sunday night. Because, I mean, Sunday. I was mainly the one taking care of him Sunday and it was just going bad. Um he couldn't even support himself he was like panting really hard and he was like he couldn't even like walk straight like he was just walking in, in tables and he kept like hitting his head and on things so it was really sad and definitely not something I wanted to see him go through I know same the doctor brought out the medicine and put the first round in which is supposed to like put him to sleep I'll never forget he let out this like big snore when she did. It was the cutest thing. Um, and then she gave him the medicine that stopped his heart. And then they wheeled him away. And it was a very emotional experience. Very emotional day. Just it was it was a lot. So that's why like last week we weren't very active on our socials, if you noticed. I, I tried to post a few things here and there that like brought me a smile to my face as I was trying to like grieve, but I just 
I wasn't very active. I, we didn't post at all, I don't think, which I didn't really. We're still processing some of it, so. Oh, I'm definitely still processing it. I feel like this morning I woke up and I was like trying to figure out, uh, it was a whole debacle. No, not debacle, but like I was trying to figure out what my body needed and I'm like, I need to relax. It it's hard having to make the decision to put a pet down because we've never had to do that. No. And I think that's one aspect of it is that like, is it something that like you and I have never gone through? Like we've, or, or at least with like a personal pet, like our childhood pets, them, but those are like my parents' dogs. Granted, they got put down for old age, for old age, two weeks, three weeks ago. Yeah. And then our other childhood dog got put down like six months ago. So it hasn't been the greatest year for pets in our family, but like this was like this was a dog that was like in my adult years and that I spent the most amount of time with. You know, I had Sammy for 10 years and um, so yeah, definitely like the the longest pet that was with me, that was mine. I took care of him. I, you know, or well, my husband and I at the time. I am glad that at least, you know, Nate was able to be there for his final moments and come say goodbye. You know, it worked out that way at least because it that was, made it even more emotional for me. Yeah, I was very happy that he got to be there, but I was already in shambles. Like I'd gotten maybe three, four hours of sleep the night before. I mean, well, it might have been a little bit more than that. It might have been like five or six hours. Anyways, I was tired um, <clears throat> and I didn't know what was going to happen to Sammy. I hated to see, you know, how quickly he was declining. It was clear that, you know, if his quality of life even if we did try surgeries, his quality of life was not going to be good. Um, yeah. And I then just couldn't having to go through all of that. And then, you know, when you told me that your ex-husband was coming, I just like, it just, it made it feel more real. And then seeing your ex-husband, I mean, he was my brother. He's always, he'll always be my brother. Um, but seeing him was really hard in a way. It was hard for me so. too. That's the first time I'd seen him in in months at least six months maybe i saw him earlier this year but i haven't really seen him since yeah i haven't seen him since i mean when was the last time i had seen him i have no idea but from that day maybe about maybe almost a year not I quite i don't know if i saw him you know in october november december yeah you might be right you saw him in october but not i don't think you saw him past november so it was it was a it was a heavy time. So sorry yeah. if we're not like super fun and bubbly and energetic our normal selves. But Pisces full moons have not been the kindest to us. Yeah. Now I don't know if that's just because we're going through our Saturn return. Is that like some aspect that we don't really like for us? I don't know. Um our Saturn return is in Aquarius and then Pisces. I don't think that I mean that doesn't form a square. It doesn't form an opposition. I don't know. It's in our 12th house is probably why. Maybe. Anyways. So, heavy time. But, I mean, honestly, like, I think I'm still learning how to grieve Sammy's death. You know, my dog. Um, I will say, I posted about it on my personal Instagram. And um, one of my friend's clients who follows me, who I've met, he's a phenomenal guy. And he messaged me and he was like, I know this is going to be really hard. I know you're going to need to take your time to grieve. But he was like, but when you're done, get back in the game and, you know, go find another puppy to love because a dog out there needs you. And that was like, that was a really sweet message to receive because it did make me think, because I, I, yeah, I don't know if, when I'll be ready for another dog. I really don't. Um, I'd like to think that maybe I can I can let it happen naturally. If another dog finds me, then then that be the case. I don't know, but at the same time, like it was a nice reminder that I was a good dog mommy. You know, I I think I I, I did my best with Sammy. I made sure to show him lots of love and make him very comfortable. I would do anything for that dog. Hence why I paid you know, for him to have that surgery, even at 12 years old, because I thought, you know, I could give him more time and make him more comfortable and, and, and do the right thing for him. But I, I hope to find another dog that I can give love to someday. 
we're pets people we really are i don't know if you've gathered that you know considering the numerous cats that we have and snow and cme and but i mean we've always we've always been pet people nikki and i used to rescue dogs and kittens kittens. yeah we We used used to to bottle feed feed. yep Yep. (laughs) (laughs) we used to bottle feed baby kittens that were orphaned um from like seven days old until they were old enough to get adopted kimmy's um fostered more animals than i have we did what two three litters together i can't remember and then but kimmy went and then i moved to california and kimmy i think has fostered over 100 dogs and cats all together um she is a wonderful foster mommy and has helped a lot of animals find second homes um but some of my most favorite memories were you know two three a.m feedings with these little tiny baby kittens and trying to get them to latch onto the bottle um and it's definitely something I want to get back to someday, you know. Well, I had nothing to do in Kansas. So, so all I did was rescue. And it was one of the most rewarding things. So that is one of my proudest achievements that I've, yeah, of, you know, that I've done in my life is I've been able to help so many pets. So And Cammie and I are not ranch people by any means, but we always, always dream of owning a ranch where we have rescue dogs, cats, horses, pigs, pigs cows, alpacas, cows, llamas, goats, everything, anything. It's going to happen. We're it will happen. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I always talk to um, Chris Nappy about this from Nappy and Jay, but because he and I sometimes we do like little team calls, but I always tell him, I'm like, you know, in the future, you know, in the perfect world, like Nikki's like the face of the podcast. She's, you know, she's thriving as an educator in the non-monogamy kink spaces. You know, her and her three tech husbands, whatever. <laughs> One of them is a photographer. Um, <laughs> anyways, and I'm like in a ranch in montana or something no i think with my rescue pets i think we not we need to have the ranch in like ventura or ojai and then we need to have a small airplane that'll take us into los angeles every day exactly you were i wasn't finished okay and i have a private landing a private airstrip landing strip yep there we go with a chosen pilot to take me to not you um to take me probably your ex-husband will hire him um to take me to to los angeles when i need to go to record why don't you just get your and i'll be hosting sex parties a couple times a month in different cities so that is my dream yeah i want to live a quiet renowned life on a rescue farm throwing sex parties i like it i'm gonna throw it out wait but i want to but i want to be i want to be part of the rescue process too you know i want to be on the ranch yeah you can come feed the zebras we're gonna have zebras too wow okay i actually used to work at a um in college i worked at a a wildlife a rescue center so i worked with like deer emus right when i left was when they got all the the fun like tigers and zebras i don't think we're gonna have any exotic animals because i don't we're gonna i could own if I could own a leopard that looks like Tink, or sorry, a jaguar that looks like Tink on a yeah, but, safaris. But they need to be up. in their own habitat, not in, I Ven- not in Ventura, California. <sighs> I know. So anyways, but the that's why I'm saying Ventura. Ventura is a great place, actually. You're right. Yeah. I could just drive. The avocado farmer lived in Ventura, and every morning when I woke up, at, like when I would spend the night at his place and I woke up on his ranch, he, you know, he grew avocados and lemons. And the range that he lived on was gorgeous. I just remember I'd sit there and I'd be like, I could do this. You know, it's completely out of character for me. I love the city. I am a city girl through and through. We're city people, but we're I also need, like... I need the energy, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I could do this. We love wilderness. <laughs> no, we <laughs> have certain... <laughs> with amenities. With <laughs> amenities. We, we... I could not say that with a street face. I tried. I tried. We enjoy the outdoors with amenities. Okay. We, yeah, if there's no amenities, we adore the um, the outdoors in short time spans. Yeah. I'm not a camper. Anyways, the moral of that story was one, <laughs> one day I'd like to own another dog. And 
show them as much love as I did Sammy, my baby boy. And I miss him a lot. I was like literally in tears maybe about five minutes ago. Oh, wait, we've been recording for, well, I don't know how long we've been recording for. But I, I was in tears right before this because I was giving our other dog, Snow, the salmon skin from our dinner because we had dinner after we finished Pilates. Anyways, and it used to be Snow and Sammy there waiting for uh, the salmon skin. That was their favorite part. And Sammy so, would be angrily barking and huffing and waving his tail like, Arf! like waiting for salmon skin. Yeah. Which is good for their coats, people. So if you have a dog or if you have a cat, give them big hugs. Hold them tight. Tell them how much you love them. In reality, our pets are only with us a short amount of time, sadly. So we we got to show them as much love as we can in that span of time, you know. And we loved our Sammy boy. And I think, you know, the days following his passing, like, I had so much guilt. I'm like, did I spend enough time with him? You know, I'm always gone. I'm always so busy. I've got so much stuff going on. And I'm like, was I around enough? Did I show him enough love? Did he feel, and you know that love that I was trying to show him did did I cuddle him enough like all these things and and in reality I don't know if it was ever enough but I like to think that I made him feel loved and I'd like to think that like every time I was home it was part of our daily routine like our our schedules when we're home revolve around the pets there's just a lot of them it's a whole zoo anyone that knows us has been to our place they call it the zoo the clean zoo the clean zoo the it's, clean zoo. yeah it well, does not it, smell like a zoo that's why that's why they're like i said it revolves because we put so much work into making sure that they have a comfortable environment and a clean environment like no. right now one of our cats is comfortably sleeping on the couch another one is exploring the flowers a dear friend sent us um for Sammy's passing but we anyways. have a call tomorrow with the pet medium yeah and i'm excited about that me too but i will say now that like it's been a year you know from everything that went on with my husband it like especially seeing him when Sammy passed away like it did bring up a lot of emotions for me and it did really have me like reflect on the last year and all like him and I had discussions following Sammy's death which I think were really productive conversations and I'll kind of touch on like a few of those things and so like I don't know I mean I feel like for anyone that's like gone through a breakup especially like in non-monogamy or polyamory it's so different because like you know one relationship ends but you still have other relationships ongoing you know I like remember when it all first happened I felt like such a burden to my other partners like my doms and C. Um, I don't remember what the guys who I was seeing at the time. Calvin and I were friends at that point, but anyways, or, you know, we were doing our thing, thing that, what we've always been doing, but he was good. He was supportive. But I just remember like, I, I felt like a burden initially because I'm like, it was just so much like grief and change to go through. And so kind of like processing all of that. And, and so then again, like when, when Simi passed and I felt like, I had all this grief. I'm like, I remember I told one of my partners, I'm like, I don't want to feel like a burden. You know, you don't have to hold any space for me to grieve. That's, if you're, if you want to tell me, and he even told me, he's like, really, I'm not really good with death, but just let me know what you need. And I told him, I'm like, look, if you don't want to hold space, you totally don't have to. It's okay. I, I, I have my coping mechanisms. I have the things that I do when I'm sad. And so I can just kind of run through those. And he's like, no, no, I want to be here for you. And so, you know, he definitely did his best, which... I thought was phenomenal. Another kind of comparison between the two, like not just like the grieving process, but between the two was I remember I felt really bad about like, you know, Sammy's last couple of days were not great, you know, and I, and I felt a lot of guilt for that because he was in pain. He was kind of suffering. It wasn't ideal, you know, and then finally we put him to sleep. And I remember one of the things that my ex and I talked about in the days following that he was like, I, he was like, I didn't like the way things ended when, you know, everything went down last year. And when we ended our marriage, he was like, so many things were like said and done out of like pain and whatnot. And he was like, I, I wish it just had had a different ending. And, and I remember like, I talked to my therapist like a day or two after. And she was like, look, a lot of times we don't get to choose the ending. And she was like, most people, you know, when they're older and their health is failing and they're dying, it's like, it's not as if it's like a, a peaceful transition. Same with pets. 
And, and honestly, like I remember I asked her, I'm like, if the same went for her relationships. And she was like, yeah, most of the time things don't really end super gracefully, which is sad because yeah, do we all want a peaceful ending to things, a nice, smooth, amicable and ending to a relationship. You know, we want like, say our grandparents are dying of old age. We want them to pass peacefully and soundly in their sleep, like in the notebook, you know, when they both go to sleep and then they die together you know, or like we just want our pets to go lay under a tree nice and peacefully and and go to sleep. And, and, and so I think for the times that that gets to happen, that's phenomenal and that's great. Um, but when she reminded me of that, like, I don't know, maybe that maybe it's kind of like a somber thing to say, but it's true. Like, unfortunately, we don't get to pick the endings. So like we just have to make the journey as you know, amazing and phenomenal as we can because you just don't know how it's going to end. So I remember he was telling me, he was like, you know, I, I wish it had ended differently. And it did end fairly amicably. It's not that it didn't, but it did also end with a lot of pain and a lot of, um, you know, confusion and hurt because, you know, in some ways I think he was still trying to figure out how he felt about everything. And so it was just to kind of see that comparison. But I told him, I'm like, the the relationship was great. The marriage was great. The time that we spent with his girlfriend, um, who he's still with, uh, was great. And so, like, even though the ending wasn't necessarily the best, it doesn't mean that it taints everything that came before it. It was all still worthwhile. So, same with Sammy's death. You know, um, sadly, you know, the last two days weren't great, but he did live a great life. And I did do my best to make him as happy as I could in his time with us. So, I mean, it was definitely a time of reflection for me in going through Sammy's passing with with you and Nate right there. Because, I mean, and you weren't really I, around for the ending bunch. So, it's like, I'm sure for you, yeah, like I, you didn't I get didn't, as much closure. I didn't really get closure at all. And I guess that's one of the things that that's why for me, like, you know seeing Nate just made me so emotional yeah um was because I didn't really get that closure and Nikki's really great at being like you know the better person <laughs> sometimes I'm not <laughs> sometimes I'm petty you know and I feel like I harbored like a lot of ill feelings and you know negative negativity towards the way you were hurt by your ex Mm-hmm. and you know his his girlfriend um continuing on and you know you having to separate yeah but so it, for me getting to see him again during sammy's passing getting to see you and him hug and share a moment where you grieve um, a pet that you had both had together it was a nice reminder that you know time does heal time does he well i mean the time you know there's never enough of it and no matter no matter what at the end of the day you love people for 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 who they are and even though yes people hurt you you don't have to let that love go because of it um and seeing your ex-husband made me really thankful to get that time to you know tell him you know hey i miss you like it's nice to see you. I hope your your girlfriend's doing well. Um, I hope that you are both happy. Um, and it was a nice reminder for me to put away my ill feelings because, you know, time is fickle and you never know. And you never want to harbor bad feelings. With time, things can heal. So that's I how do it was hope. for me. I do hope you've let go of some of that anger that you've held towards him and her. I did. I definitely did. And I'm so. glad because like there's no point in holding on to it. Like uh, people are going to hurt you. You're going to hurt them. Like it's. I know. Uh, uh, in any ending like someone's going to get hurt. And that's just the reality of it. I remember I was laying in bed with my mom when I was grieving Sammy's death. And, and I told her I'm like love is like love only ends in pain. And it's true. And so, and, and love really ends in someone getting hurt. And maybe that's a really sad thing to say, but it, it is, that, that's why I'm saying like, the, that's why the journey is like such the like important piece. It's not like the final destination or the goal because like, you know, even in, in a relationship, like, okay, so you check all the boxes and you get married and you have kids and all these things like, 
the, the ending is still the same. Either someone dies or you break up. And so, and in both of those instances, someone gets hurt because there's pain involved at the loss. And, and, and so that, that's just going to happen. So you, you have to make the, the path worthwhile. And you have to, in the end, when, however it does end or when it does end, you have to let go of the pain and work, th- work through the pain negativity and everything and just like remember and cherish all the love that was shared at some point but it was actually I remember I did ask him a couple you know a couple days ago I was like do you do you hold any anger towards me do you hold any ill feelings towards me and he goes no I only hold love and and I told him the same like I really only hold love for him and so after all this time has passed and like I've been able to reflect on like the ending of it all, sure, I wish it could have ended a little bit differently. I wish it could have ended maybe a little more smoothly, you know, or maybe maybe not so. Well, I don't know that I could have prevented the pain from happening. Regardless, it's like, sure, it probably could have ended better. But at the same time, like I'm glad that a year later him and I can still be here and say, hey, we still love each other. We still care about each other. We just understand we're on different paths and like, you know, it didn't work out, but that's okay. And that made me really happy to see. It made me feel kind of like empowered in a way, I guess. Um, I remember I was telling one of my other partners, I was like, I survived that. I can survive anything. Like it, it literally makes me feel invincible sometimes. And like now, especially, you know, with my dog's death like obviously I will survive it I'm gonna miss him it's very hard but it's like I am gonna get another dog someday even if it is gonna suck when they die eventually because dogs only live 10 to 15 years at a time whatever because I can push through it and I'd rather have that journey with the dog I'd rather have that journey with a relationship than just like not enter it out of fear of the pain that you know may eventually come like you just you can't see it that way I don't know the universe has a funny way of teaching us lessons is what I have learned. Mm-hmm. It was a good lesson. And also learned. another thing is take lots of pictures, you know, lots of pictures. Yeah. I went through my phone so many times and would find random pictures of CME and it made me happy that I took the time out of my day to capture a moment, a moment. I think sometimes we forget to do that. My mom takes pictures all the time and sometimes it annoys the fuck out of me. But then I, you know, then I remember like, for example, you know, with Sammy passing, I was like, she, you take pictures so you remember the good moments, the the simple moments, the happy moments. Yeah, the simple moments because like, you know, you're not always going to remember when you were laying on the TV or laying on the couch watching TV, you know, and, and something was happening. I have so many pictures on my phone still of my ex cuddling with our cats like on the couch randomly. I used to take pictures of him doing that all the time and I still have those pictures because like, I don't know, it, it was such a great memory of like all the times that we would, it was really simple, you know, we'd cook dinner, go walk, see him, come home, lay down, watch TV, and then all the pets would cuddle with us and like that's what I have mem- like that's what I have memories of on my phone and like revisiting those sometimes is really nice. So... I did also hear from from my husband's girlfriend. Um, they're still together. The conversation definitely didn't start out like great, but I think it took a good turn. She said something that at one point made me kind of, it made me really sad. And so, you know, him and I still have a friendship. Um, I There are definitely boundaries around communication and like we don't communicate a whole lot because I, I know that he... Uh, the two of them, you know, are still trying to, um, you know, move forward the best that they can in their relationship and sort through all the emotions from everything that happened. And it was just, it was a very complicated situation. So it's not like I, you know, a lot of times when we talked, it was about the pets or our taxes, which we royally fucked up. (laughs) And, um, yeah. (laughs) Anyways, she worked for the IRS. You didn't hear that. No, no, no. Like we... (laughs) I'm kidding. They didn't do anything bad. No, it's just I Your Kansas taxes. Y'all just fucked up. No, we just messed up the paperwork. Anyways, that's what it was. Yeah. And then occasionally we would check in with each other about you know just little life updates or whatever. Anyways, so I remember she had said to me that 
like basically the conversation was something along the lines of like she didn't always feel the most comfortable about him and I still like um having a friendship because we're still married all these things maybe makes her feel a little insecure which I think is totally valid and and I tried my best to explain to her that like there's there's not ever the possibility of like him and I rekindling things romantically you know I think there's always we will always want to maintain a friendship but anyways and and that's why like I've tried to respect the boundaries that he said like you know around like French like maintaining a friendship like we've taken it very slow because we understand that you know everyone's got to figure out how they feel about things and at one point you know I was trying to articulate to her like why I want a friendship with him and all those things and I at one point she goes well why haven't you tried to be my friend and I realized that there was also you know her and and maybe I didn't always take her feelings into consideration and that's you know kind of another thing about non-monogamous or polyamorous relationships like maybe especially if there was like a kitchen table dynamic but you know him and I were primaries we had like the main relationship and so like when it dismantled like I was mainly focused on him and I I'll be honest I never really thought a whole lot about her in the process and I mean I I recognized that yes she was going through a lot of emotions from all of that and yes it was probably kind of a hard thing for her to experience because she'd never experienced it before and at the same time you know her and him are making this transition from him being married to me to the two of them now being in a relationship just monogamously etc whatever while him and I are divorcing like you know that that's kind of a a whole dynamic and I realized yeah I never really took her into consideration so when she said that it kind of broke my heart and I realized I got to think about her and I got to think about my relationship with her because I did have a friendship with her we spent a whole like I knew her as long as Nate had known her and on top of that like all those memories that we made that last summer together like I was there she was there we were all there and it made me kind of reflect on perhaps it was time for me to slowly make amends with her as well is that necessary I mean I don't know but I but to me her saying that was enough to tell me that maybe she did want to make amends slowly but surely things take time Um, and I and I communicated to her that I was open to making amends and maybe you know finding friendship in the future and I think you know she realized that or I, I and I think that was coming from the perspective of okay well if him and I are going to remain friends and the two of them are still dating still together still in love still building a relationship you know then then maybe it behooves her and I to also find harmony for ourselves if that makes sense Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, I definitely think it would be advantageous. I could. I could see us all being friends again. I could see it too. It will take more time. We are forgiving people. And we are very open-minded. And, you know, still having friendships with people, you know, despite... I don't know. Not I want to say wrongdoings, but despite differences or yeah. shit that happens. Yeah. I do think with time that can come. A friendship amongst the three or four of us. Like, I, I think that can come. But it will take time. Like, it's not something that's going to happen, you know. Like, oh, okay, great. Now we all decide to be friends. Like, no, there's there's still a lot of pain to work through. But I feel like I've definitely gotten to a point where, like, at least I've worked through a lot of it. That's the thing, though, about, like, you know, the ending of a relationship is, like, you think you're done with all the work. You're like, oh, yes, I feel so good. And then, like, something happens and it, like, triggers a reminder that, like, maybe you still have some work to do with pain. And I, that's kind of how Sammy's death felt. Like, right before, you know, he passed, I was like, I really, and I remember I was telling my therapist this. I'm like, I'm happy. I'm feeling great. Like, I've worked through so much of the pain. I'm not crying anymore. I'm not or not as often as I was, like, I've, you know, I've let go a lot of the pain, I've worked through it, I've forgiven him, I've forgiven myself for, you know, the things that I was upset at myself with, like, all these things, 
and then he passes and I see my husband again and like all these emotions get like brought up again and then I was like oh shit now I gotta maybe I didn't maybe there's still more work to do here so which yeah. isn't wrong nothing wrong with that no some days I'm like you know I don't need to see I don't go I don't need to go to my therapist I'm fine everything's good you know then the next week everything goes to shit and I'm like never mind hey Rachel <laughs> can we reschedule <laughs> um that's why i see my therapist like every month or every other month now to at least check in because sometimes i need that i know i'm the same way i think i'm okay and then something happens and i'm like crap mine's her name is melissa hey melissa oh her name's melissa Mm -hmm. i didn't know that Mm -hmm. rachel savina and melissa will all be getting an earful from us at one point or another just because yeah lots of emotions to process my therapist already got the brunt of my emotions regarding my dog. I had to reschedule my appointment because we're going to New York for a wedding. So catch us in New York um, in a few days. Unfortunately, our schedules have been super busy um, and we're still traveling a ton. So while I wish I could, you know, spend the week cuddling snow and, you know, crying more. And we are randomly crying at random times of the day you know that that's the funny thing about grief is you know like I wake up and for a minute I forget that Sammy's not with us I used to before I'd go to bed I'd always throw one of my pillows down on the floor for Sammy to lay on because Sammy loved his little pillows at night and now I go to bed and like I get ready to throw a pillow and it's like I can't or I don't need to and it's then you know then I get hit with a wave of grief or you know maybe but you know five minutes ago like I was fine everything was okay so I remember feeling that way like when my marriage ended especially like when we hadn't quite moved out of the house yet but he wasn't necessarily like living with me anymore. Like I'd wake up and my first reaction would be to like text him, like because I texted him every morning. Or my first reaction would be to, you know, like just little things around the house that we would do together, like whatever. And then, but instead it was just like me, myself and I. And, and yeah, he wasn't there anymore. So it's, it takes an adjustment. I mean, I would say for anyone out there, if you're going through the loss of a relationship, the loss of a pet, the loss of a person. Take your time. Yeah, give yourself time. It's it's a weird feeling. It's okay to cry randomly, unexpectedly, whenever. Yeah. I was talking to, so last night, Nikki and I went to dinner with a friend. Um, And then afterwards, Nikki went to her dude's house and um, her friend and I went to go get ice cream. Uh, Because we all love ice cream and we're all Libras. Anyways, and he and I were talking about, you know, like the endings of relationships and how it can be really hard. Uh, He went through a a particularly hard ending to his relationship not too long ago. And we were talking about how, you know, sometimes after you end a relationship, like, you know, grieving looks different for everyone. Um, You know, there's always like the, oh, you know get under someone else or go sleep around or you know maybe stop do the healing work whatever that looks like for you I feel like it's it's all valid in a way Mm -hmm. it doesn't at the end of the day it's like the important part is that you that you do process things but I will say my most there's someone I've been seeing more regularly now that I have a lot of feelings for, and they have a lot of feelings for me, I think. I'm getting Patreon is getting the full scoop on this BTW, so subscribe. Yeah, they already have. Um, <laughs> Patreon finds out everything first. Um, Not Twitter anymore. Sorry, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it's Patreon now. But, you pay for it, so. But I remember, or like, with him, so much stuff is coming up again. And it's like, and I remember I was talking to my therapist about it because... I was like, so many things that I thought I worked through, like conceptually, and she's, you know, are coming up again. And she was like, yeah, because you heal in relationships. And she's like, you do need to take the time, you know, to do some work on your own and, and kind of like process and everything and give yourself time. But a lot of work also comes when you do jump back into a relationship. Um, And so she said the same for getting another dog, because I, you know, I asked her, I'm like, 
do you recommend a certain amount of time to wait? And she was like, no, I, f- I feel like you'll know when you're ready. But she was like, but you'll probably, you know, those emotions will get stirred up again when you do ad- adopt another dog later on in the future. So it's like th- those things can kind of cause that to resurface. So like maybe even if you are like non-monogamous, I'd say, you know, and you have partnerships, like say you've got, you know, maybe three partners and then you know, one ends and, and the other two are fine. But maybe later on you, you start another part, you start seeing someone else in another relationship again maybe that new partner sparks some things already just because like it, it's kind of like the the beginning the newness again of something will as you're you know rediscovering parts of yourself with a new person like they, they kind of tend to come up i mean i flip-flop back and forth all the time i'm not gonna lie like between what one day like at one moment of the day i'll be like i want you know i want another dog i want a pal for snow because Snow, I think, also had a hard time with Sammy's passing. I think she's happier that he's in a better place. But the day, the week before his surgery and the week during his surgery and the time he came home, there was just something noticeably different about the way she acted. She was acting very somber and she wasn't eating a lot. And I could tell something was wrong. But I do think that she's happier. So sometimes I'm like, I can't wait to get another dog. So A, we can rescue. B, you know, we have another little, you know, pup to dote on and be mothers too. But also so, you know, so Snow can have a pal. And then the next hour I'll be like, never mind, I'm not ready. I don't I don't want another dog anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I want to remember seeing me and, you know, honor my grieving time. So I, I just, I go back and forth so often. I don't know if it's like maybe it's weird that I keep comparing like my dog's death to the relationship to the ending of my marriage but like I just keep seeing so many parallels that's exactly how I felt after I ended my marriage with Nate half the time I'd be like I'm ready for another relationship I want to love someone again I want to give someone my time and attention and or someone's um and it's not that like my other it's not that I couldn't do that with my other relationships it's just like they were all casual in nature so like it's not like I could escalate any of them because like we'd already negotiated that like the relationships were casual in nature right so like you can't you can't suddenly like to a partner be like can we actually become like really serious and committed because I'm ready to do that like no you know they're casual relationships and so I kept it that way but but yeah then I I remember we did an episode with Nicoletta I remember I was like I want another primary I want someone to and then I a couple episodes after that I was like no I don't want another primary like I just want to be on my own and I'm happy with my casual relationships like you kind of flip-flop back and forth and like that's totally okay too because you know honestly you'll know when it's time to get back in the game yeah i was gonna reference whether it's with gomez the heart wants what it wants sometimes it wants a lot of things yeah or sometimes it doesn't know exactly what it wants and it needs time to figure it out or sometimes you'll know when it's time to want something again or something comes along and you're like that's it that's what i was looking for okay see and i made the mistake like when my ex-fiance and I broke up I made the state mistake of not healing enough and just like trying to find a serious partnership again too soon and that's how it led to the fuckery that was the beginning of my ex-partner and I's first half of our relationship I'm glad that you can recognize that now if I'm being honest oh yeah because I I hope because I hope in the future then you can be like okay maybe I need to give myself some more time no, for sure. I mean, I think I I think about that often. I feel like last year emotionally was a shit show for me for a good bit of it. I think the motto should always be give yourself time to figure it out. Like don't jump into things and commit to things right away because because in reality you might flip-flop for quite some time. You want to be a hoe, be a hoe, but be a healing hoe. Mhm. And be a casual healing hoe because you might need time to decide what exactly it is that you want to jump into. But then again, you know, I see people all the time that are like, oh, I met my next partner like right when I broke up with my other one. And that's just how it happens. And it works out for them. So it's just it's so different for everyone. I think you're really situational. Yeah, you really got to just like listen to your body, listen to your gut, listen to yourself. And it's like if you need time. See what transits are happening in your chart because you never know. Yeah. It it could be an opportune time to meet another person. (laughs) I don't know. So it's just... uh, Annie, it's such a you. such a hard thing to like because it's so nuanced maybe yeah 
Every breakup is different. Every relationship is different. Every loss is different. Every ending is different. And so, and you never really know what it is you're going to need after. That's what I was telling one of my partners this morning. I was like, I don't know what I need right now. And I'm trying to figure it out. Now, do we want to jump into a fun story time? I was going to say, how do we end this on like a lighter note? I mean, really, guys, so yeah, like like I, like I, Nikki said, last week we weren't on social media. We're still going through a lot of emotions. So it's it's very difficult. And this energy or this this episode isn't as high energy and upbeat as our episodes normally are. At least I'd like to think they are. So it's like, but I, I'm not going to sit here and apologize. I mean, I already did say sorry for it. But at the same time, like, I'm also not going to apologize for it. Because at the same time, like, I, I am still feeling sad about it. And I'm not going to sit here and try to, like, be bubbly and happy for you. Like, I want to show you my authentic self. And, like, my authentic self right now is... I still need time to grieve my dog. And it brought up so many emotions about my marriage that I am kind of also working through some of that. Because it reminded me, you know, like I was sitting there hugging him, like, and, and going through all the pictures of Sammy and whatnot, like, it reminded me of all the happy years that I had with him. And I remember, you know, him and I did talk about this, like, it's okay to be happy with the decision that you made and feel happy on your new path and feel good about what you're doing or what's coming next while also missing the 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 life the relationship the job whatever it is that you walked away from still missing that it's okay to feel both and that's something that I explained to my husband because I feel like he was struggling with that um and I my ex-husband we're still legally married because the divorce hasn't finalized so I never know what the fuck to call him but he's going to be my ex-husband my ex Anyways, because I feel like sometimes for him, whenever he feels like he's missing me and our friendship and the relationship, he feels like he's betraying his ex or his girlfriend, not his ex, or he feels like he's betraying her. And, and I think he's, he kind of struggles with that sometimes because, you know, he told me a couple of days after the, um, the whole thing with Sammy, he was like, I'm not going to lie, being right there with the two of you, like, I really missed you guys. And it reminded me just how much, like, I love the both of you and how much, like, it felt like a family, all these things. And he's like, but I, but I don't regret my decision and I don't feel like I chose wrong. And I'm like, I mean, I didn't word it exactly in this way, but I think I should. I told him it's okay to feel both. I'm like, it's okay for you to feel right and happy with you know choosing a monogamous life with her so that y'all can eventually start a family while also missing me and missing the relationship that we used to have you know but I should reiterate to him that like it's not a betrayal to her it really isn't just like with me you know I'm happy with I with like my life and like the, the direction that I'm going in and the things that I'm doing like it, it makes me happy but yes, I still miss him. I still miss a relationship we had. I miss the simplicity of our, um, of like our connection. And I love, cause it was just so pure and simple. Like I still miss those things, but like, I don't feel like I'm betraying my new path just because I'm missing him. And so I, I hope he doesn't either. Like missing our relationship is not a betrayal to her. So I, I think that's a, just like, you know, for example, if I decide to get another dog and and move on and give another dog love, like that is not a betrayal to Sammy. It isn't. Again, like if maybe you left a job to go to a new job because, you know, it doesn't even have to be for more money. Maybe you just, you know, you, you decided to go with something that gives you more peace of mind. You decided to go to something that gives you like a, a lighter schedule or something that gives you more you know, time with your family, whatever it is, like, but maybe the old job was, you know, was glamorous or had a lot of money, whatever, like, it, it's okay to be happy with your decision while also missing certain aspects of the previous one. You can hold space for both. Maybe that's a really complicated thing for some people to handle, but it's true. You can, you can feel both. So I hope you got something out of this, you know? Yeah. And, uh, appreciated our, our life update. It is a life update. I was like, is it, a it is a life update. It's a life update. So. Sammy was our family. He was our family. And the place feels a lot quieter without him. I miss his little old man noises. He used to 
huff and snore and, and sigh. He snored a lot. I loved it. I loved it too. And thank you for everyone who reached out to us and, you know, sent us support. The male submissive sent us some beautiful flowers uh, that honestly lasted a good bit of time. Yeah, I'm they still surprised. look right. Yeah. yeah, you know, it hit that florist back up. Um, we had some fans, uh, someone sent us a picture of their corgis. And, and they were the most day. adorable corgis. Yeah, and it made my day. So thank you for those who reached out to us. Yeah. That meant a lot. So now for story time. We'll be quick with it. Patreon's already getting this story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I feel bad. I mean, I love like I love our Patreon because they do find out everything first. And I'm, I'm just so open with them. Um, but at the same time, like, I hope they're not getting tired of like, yeah, we already know this. Like, you already told us. But in reality, like, that's just like my first outlet that I go to. But they um, don't get, I mean, well, some of the No stuff, one's complained. Some of the stuff just stays in Patreon, too. Not all of it goes onto the pod. That's true. It depends. That's true. So, so yeah, it depends. Anyways, um, we did go to a sex party this past weekend. Which was funny because we're literally bawling our eyes out 30 minutes before we started getting ready. We're like, do we even want to go? But then we're like... I kind of forced myself to because I really like the theme and yes. the house that they did it at was dope. It really was. And they, um, and on top of that, I was like, well, maybe it'll be good to like go be social and, you know, interact. Like we really hadn't been very social all week. So I was like, maybe, maybe it's okay to get out for one night. One of our friends came with us and I loved it because at one point they were like, oh my God, you guys have like this whole little like community of friends that like you see here and you only see them at these parties and I'm like yeah it's totally true like I have some great friendships with people that I only ever see every month or two when I go to a specific sex party because they go to the same ones um or whatever so I was I was laughing at that but yeah I'm glad I went I did see my doms there and it was really good to see them we kind of reconnected for a bit my male dom did some shibari on me and and then we we kind of lightly played around for a little bit um, and, you know, they, we had a good little discussion. They were like, we miss you, but thank you for being so understanding, um, you know, while they were taking some time, you know, to themselves because, like I said, we all got a lot going on. So, but it was really nice to just kind of have like that one night with them. Um, and then, but probably one of my most favorite things was there was a dildo seesaw and... <laughs> I don't know why it came to mind. Like we could title the episode dildo seesaws and grief. Like what a combo, but <laughs> it's eye catchy, you know? Anyways, it was a dildo seesaw that the, the owner of the club had custom made. It was pink. It was gorgeous. Oh, she had that custom made. Yeah. She had it custom made. Oh my God. Anyways. And, um, so this one at the beginning she of really the, is a visionary. She is. I love her. But at the beginning of the night, this was like right before like this was the very early stages. So like people weren't like fully in the mood, so to speak. This one girl and I, she's one of the performers. I always see her there. We have a good friendship. We each got on one end and we put the dildos inside of us and we were, you know, seesawing back and forth as we're like feeling like the pleasure of the seesaw it was it was really good <laughs> like i will say it was kind I of a, jumped on the seesaw it was kind of a long like it really wasn't it made me realize that like size even when it doesn't really look that big like it can really impact you so to speak um because like the the dildo wasn't that big it was it was not like super girthy or but it was probably like five inches long I was trying to remember. And it felt like was. so much. It really? Felt, yeah, it felt like a lot. So, but anyways, we were seesawing back and forth as the dildos go in and out of us. And I told her at one point, I'm like, it feels like I'm fucking you from six feet away. Because every time I went, like, I would, like, force it down, the dildo went up inside her. And then every time she went down, the dildo went up inside me. Right? So, um, I should have tried it out. I didn't. You didn't? No, but that sounds very fun. It was really fun. I loved it. And I just remember at one point I was like sitting there as we're seesawing and 40, 50 people are like watching casually as, you know, they're conversing and drinking, whatever. And there's 
from the house had like these floor to ceiling windows and you can see all of Los Angeles, all these things. Like, so the view was phenomenal. The house was gorgeous. Like all these hot people are sitting around and, you know, casually enjoying themselves. And this girl and I are on a dildo seesaw. And I was like, what a time, you know, like when, how often in my life am I ever going to be able to say like, that was, that was a, a Saturday night for me. So it was fun. I had quite the experience watching. Well, it wasn't really an experience. What was funny was, you know, we got there. I'm exploring the house. I'm looking around. I see this trio on the day bed outside. It was like a really cool, like four poster canopy thing that was outside that had like neon lights going around. And then like this huge, like, you know, day bed that you lounge at by the pool um with like two fire pits in front of it anyways so I'm walking around the house I look out I see this day bed and I see these three people it's a girl in like a neon like mesh thing and then a guy and another chick that was like I think she was wearing like a leopard dress or something anyways I kid you not when I say the girl in the leopard dress the entire night was just blowing and writing this dude as he sat back pillow princess for five hours straight and the girl next to them is just like crossing her arms with a cigarette just looking out into the abyss smoking while the other girl's doing literally all of the work wow and every single time I looked at them it was the same thing Every single time, it would two hours would pass, and I would look, and she'd be riding him, she'd be blowing him, whatever. He was just sitting back, just sitting back. Would you qualify chilling. that as a threesome? I have no idea. But if the like, other girl isn't involved at all, but just like literally two inches away watching, was is that a threesome? Well, she, no, she was like her legs were like you know her whole part of her body was touching the other dude. It was just like the weirdest dynamic because the one girl looked like bored out of her mind the guy looked happy as hell just getting to lay back and you know get all of this stuff and then the other girl was putting in so much work kudos to her honestly I was like (laughs) I was impressed I'm not gonna lie I was impressed that she had that much stamina um I just could not believe (laughs) the dynamic it was so strange interesting i saw them i didn't really pay much attention to them but i saw them every time i looked casually i, but I did notice like a couple hours later i looked at they were still on there i just hadn't noticed that they happened to be in the I same position they, and they like they moved a little bit up the couch at one point at one point like um she stood up to like go get a drink and then she came back but it was always the same thing wow i was like she was committed good for her yeah i mean Honestly, like if you can spend that much time doing the work while homie just lays back, like what a treat for him. A pillow <laughs> prince. A pillow prince. Yes. A pillow prince. So mm. it was a fun party. I'm glad we won. I will say it I was is. not feeling as like sexual and sexy and um, in the mood as I normally am, but I still had a great time. I watched um, the girl that was on the seesaw with you. I watched her and her man fuck because I honestly love watching them. I love watching. They're two of my favorite people to watch. They're I'm so sad fun. I missed it. I'm sad I missed it. They're so fun. She's They're- the one that I, uh, the last party I saw get DP'd um mm. by the by her dude in the porn star mm. um, and yeah, it's just she takes it so well and she looks so hot doing it. Yeah. No, but they're like, they're a really cool couple and the way their dynamic is really fun and interesting, I think. So I love watching them. Thank you guys for tuning in. Yes. We Don't forget. Oh, go on. I was just going to say we, if you enjoyed this episode, we appreciate you holding space for us to discuss our grief and our emotions as we went through something that was very heavy to experience. So thank you. Yes. And we didn't cry in this episode. I got teary-eyed, but I didn't cry. And I was very happy about that. I think, it's I, I think it's because I cried a little bit right before we started the episode. Wear condoms. Wear condoms. Don't forget the live show, October 20th. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. It's going to be a blast. Um, I think you'll really enjoy it. 
and we will see you next time. Should we end a little bit happier? Thank you everybody for tuning in. As always, welcome boys. No, no. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 